listening to ESL Talk, a podcast made for English teachers by English teachers. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome, everyone, to another brand new episode of ESL Talk. We've had a great start to Season 6, and another good episode is looming today, so we are going to get into it in just a few moments. First off, just wanted to say a big thank you for all the downloads, all the support, and all the positive feedback we got from our previous episode last week with Saba. It was a really interesting um, concept and some really unique and useful perspectives I think we all gained from that episode talking a little bit more about building these communities of practice and also trying to build community within your learning sphere or your learning circle as a teacher. So just building off that topic last week, we are going to look at something a little bit different but also really useful as well, which is about internationalization at home and in the curriculum. So we're actually going to be joined by our guest Alma, who is a university teacher um, in Mexico. And she's actually going to share with us her innovative approaches to global education and how she fosters intercultural competence within her classes. A lot of her students don't necessarily have the opportunities to travel, to be immersed in English education, to be around English all the time. So she has to really try hard to incorporate as much of it as possible into her classes into her environment and into the content that she teaches. So we'll get into that with Alma in just a minute or so. Just want to give a shout out to our sponsor esl-curriculum.com which offers 600 plus interactive ready to teach off the shelf lessons and materials as well as games as well. All covered there for you with a free two week trial. Just go to esl-curriculum.com to get started. And while we're on the topic of websites, you can also visit our very own website, esl-talk.com, where you can access all of our previous episodes for free. You can find out a little bit more about our guests, and you can also apply to be a guest on a future episode as well. It's really pleasing to see the amount of requests that we do get from um, potential guests wanting to share their passion and wanting to share the areas of English that they're really interested in and they really care about. So if that sounds like something you'd like to do, feel free to go to the website and just hit the button at the top, be a guest, fill in a couple of short details and we'll get back in touch with you. And then just finally, if you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram at ESL Talk Podcast. Um, we're growing on there um, week by week. We're at about 4,200, 4,300 um, followers, which is amazing. And we do post little snippets and videos on there too. 
So that is all the housekeeping taken care of. Why don't we get into today's interview with Alma, where we're talking about internationalization in the classroom and at home. Here we go. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe FDA approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. All right. Hello, Alma. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the podcast. Thank you, Daniel, for your invitation. I'm really delighted to be here. I'm so uh, excited because it's my first time in, uh, recording in English. I just did in Spanish all the time. So thank you for the invitation. Not a problem at all. I'm really uh, excited to hear from you because we're going to talk about inter internationalization at home and in the curriculum. Um, before we get into that, Alma, can you tell me a little bit about your teaching journey? Um, how did you start teaching English um, whilst you were growing up in Mexico? Well, since I was a kid, I love English language. Uh, I didn't think to be a teacher in the beginning because my, my parents are teachers. And in Mexico, it's like you don't get a lot of money and a lot of things, but they are really patient about their students. And they share that patient with me. Uh, and I always like the, the English language. My bachelor is in international business and I went abroad. But when I was back, I decided because I, I always have the, how I can see, the inspiration. Mm -hmm. uh, and also because the English language, I think it's like a window for, for the world. 
and I take I took some trainings in teachers training in TKT and also another degrees here for teaching in in secondary school and also in in higher education programs. Mm -hmm. Wow, it sounds like um you've you've had that passion and that love for English for a very long time and. It's uh, it's great that you're able to to use that and leverage that to help you in your career right now. Um, so we're going to talk about this concept of internationalization um, at home and what exactly is this concept and what is its importance in today's educational landscape? Well, the formal definition is that is intentional integration of international and intercultural dimensions into formal and informal curricula for all our students with domestic learning environments, according with Jones. But my real definition is like to integrate an international and intercultural view for our students here at campus. Like for example, when our students cannot go abroad, because you know, like, I think it's the 4% in the world that they can be able to go to another country and to do an exchange program. Right why this concept is more inclusive yes it's it's very difficult i agree you know i think all students should have opportunities to to learn and immerse themselves in in other languages like english but if you don't have the financial means it's it's a real challenge um especially at the public school level so i really like this idea um of trying to immerse them as much as possible and create that environment know in their home country so what are some strategies or some methods that you found effective in promoting this intercultural competence um you know how have you been able to implement this well i have one strategy that is um to create a curriculum with some colleagues and for a class and Mm -hmm. i invite them from different countries and you are a guest professor in my class so you saw that I have this planning in my curriculum also because some of my students can interact with them. They can know about their cultures, about their language. When I was studying university, I didn't have this opportunity because uh, they were not technology like these platforms. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important. Yeah, I would say so too. And when you're trying to, you know, like you said, you know, you have guest professors or guest speakers from other countries, it can be a really nice way to get, you know, your students exposed to that. How can your students interact and develop? What can they do to build this internationalization within their own studies or within their own kind of um, autonomous learning methods? Well, sometimes I create uh, an activity Mm-hmm. with breakout rooms and so also they can interact with the students from the other professor mm-hmm. and they can know uh, about intercultural competence that the things are different in other countries and also because they have to read before about why it's uh, important to respect other cultures other religions and to interact with others yes i think so because like we like we discussed and like we talked about in the class that we uh, we taught earlier um you know a lot of times students don't have those opportunities to learn those those experiences and and learn you know those different unique differences between cultures and they don't have the those opportunities to ask questions so i think that can be a good bridge and a good way to help achieve that so could you share some examples of how you integrate global perspectives into your english teaching yes uh, we talk about 
Agenda 2030 and mm -hmm. the Sustainable Development Goals. Okay. And I always talk about that even as we can create small uh, change, like for example, learning another language, learning sign language. In Mexico, we face the, the challenge that we have indigenous groups Mm -hmm. And sometimes uh, we didn't respect in the past or we didn't uh, notice the importance of preserving these groups. And I always encourage them to, to know more about their country, about their communities, the languages, and also to do small, uh, small things like, for example, taking care of the environment, um, to have a inclusive in the same classroom to inclusive opportunities for all when we see that someone is struggling with something mm -hmm. or also what else i can say another example it's because with also gender equality mm -hmm. and sometimes you know that in there is a stereotype about mexico that men are stronger than women we always talk about about that in my classroom Okay, so yeah, I like that, you know, that in a country like Mexico, it's not always easy to, like you said, travel, to go abroad, to have those experiences. So why not harness, why not use the opportunities that you have in your local area, your local community, and a little bit wider as well? I like that idea. And I think as well, just building, you know, global issues, um, environmental issues, you know, helping support Indigenous groups, I think that's a really valuable way for them to interact and to, to to open their mind and expand their horizons, which I really like. So in your experience, what role does language learning play in fostering internationalization? What, what are some things you've tried with this? Well, uh, it's a window to explore the world because as you say before uh, in, my, in the class, the students can interact, they can open their own perceptions with people from other parts of the world. And it's a lingua franca because, for example, I have some students that they don't know Japanese or they don't know French or German, but if they will interact with a speaker from another country, they know English so that the lingua franca to interact with them and mm -hmm. to also the readings that we have in my class, they are always the majority in English and all the literature uh, that we have in different uh, research Mm -hmm. are in English language so that is why they can see or they can listen on YouTube now you can listen a lot of uh, information about what is happening in the world like now with the war also we know that there is this conflict and we cannot uh, we are global humans and global citizens so we mm -hmm. need to have this uh, active role to yes. care about others and other cultures and other yeah. we've got to help our students to yeah think bigger than just their, their area their neighborhood their community and look at these from a global perspective absolutely mm -hmm. sounds a little bit challenging but i think it's realistic as well for especially older students but um how do you balance teaching the language skills with these cultural awareness um issues like how do you make that distinction because it's not easy yeah, it's not easy and it's always complicated to balance the language and the culture, but you cannot separate. You as an English teacher, you know that when you are le learning from another language, uh, you have to teach them their customs, their traditions. Like I always uh, 
we always celebrate Halloween, St. Patrick's, or we read about what is happening in, on Valentine's around the world, that not mm -hmm. everybody celebrates Valentine's, that we don't celebrate um, St. Patrick's, but we celebrate Day of the Dead. Yes. Um, sometimes other countries didn't know before Coco. Now they understand more about our cultures that need to, to have these people in our lives. Yes. And because they say how they can celebrate something that is sad, but it's not sad for us because the people lives for us always. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that movie. And it's again, that's a great example of a of a an easy way to help people you know, understand more about a culture or understand more about a way of living. Um, and, and that's a perfect example. So could you describe any challenges you've encountered when trying to implement internationalism initiatives into the classroom? Um, what are some difficulties that you face when you're trying to talk about these international issues and, um, you know, concepts? Well, one of the challenges is always the language, because not even we speak English in Mexico, not everybody speaks mm -hmm. English because like uh, we were talking before in there are small communities that they don't have technology, that they cannot have uh, resources to learn another language. So not all my students, but I always try them to encourage, encourage them to speak English. Yep. And also one of the other challenges is the time zone, because when we have had guests from Asia, from Japan or from Indonesia, Mm -hmm. There is really a challenging planning and also I have to ask the students to switch their normal schedule from the class to another mm -hmm. time and mm -hmm. that they have to participate in to settle everything. Sometimes it's a little challenging, but I have had a lot of um, motivation because the students always love this kind of activities. They say, oh, thank you very much, teacher, because I never could do an exchange and this was my opportunity for being in contact with someone else or for practice my English or interact with someone different than me. Great. That's really that's really wonderful that you provide those opportunities. And you know, like for example, um, you know, today um I was lucky enough to be a guest speaker at a lecture with your class and it was a really worthwhile thing for me as well, because like I said, it, it's very motivating to see so many students who want to be successful teachers and they want to help others using English. So it's a it's a really rewarding thing um, for guests as well as for the students as well. Um, yeah, so, for them were very inspiring. Your, your words <laughs> and all your experience are really meaningful for them. Well, that's that's very much appreciated again it's just about sharing experiences and and you know sharing knowledge which is what teaching is really when we think about it um you know at a simple level but um i wanted to ask you about resources and tools like what do you recommend for teachers who they want to get more internationalization into their class into their teaching what are some tools that they could use to help them with that well i always use these platforms like zoom like meet uh, classroom and other I sorry, I forgot. <laughs> and other like Moodle. Yes, LMS platforms. LMS, yeah. 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 Thank you. But also, um, there are a lot of videos now in YouTube or other channels about internationalization, internationalization yes. of the curriculum, about COIL, collaborative online learning program. Yes. So I always recommend these. And I have uh, an article about this about my experience with another professor in Mexico. He's from another state that is 
called Veracruz, and it's really different where I live. So also we have had this experience with our own students because in Mexico from the different regions are really different. Mm -hmm. And we do this sometimes in these platforms. And also uh, you can look about uh, our article about this experience and they always say that it was, uh, they could develop some skills. Wonderful. That's um, that's very, very nice to know that you're again collaborating and networking with other educators in your community. And I'd, I'd always say to, to our listeners as well, you know, try to build a network where you live. You know, if that's a local um, organization you can join for English teachers or it's a local teaching um, forum, try to build community because it will really help you to enhance your skills and your knowledge and your confidence in teaching as well. Now, speaking of that, um, what are some specific specific methods or approaches that you have found effective for um, internationalizing your curriculum? Um, like, well, there are a lot of approaches and methods, but I cannot, well, internationalization is not a recipe mm-hmm, <laughs> because sure. uh, I think uh, it depends also of the person, mm-hmm. but... I think that one of the most important methods is like you say networking and collaboration because if the teachers are able to do this uh, with the student, they can you can create a network like for example with this professor that we have been collaborating for years. It's really weird because we met because an Erasmus project mm-hmm. and I met him in London. <laughs> he was here in Mexico and. And we start to work with this program that is called uh, PROFIT, is Intercultural Competence uh, Development Program. And mm-hmm. it, there were more universities uh, in this program. And also they have different approaches like intercul- intercultural competence with Darla Beardog. Mm-hmm. And also there is one that is called Story Circles that I think that helps you in internationalization. They yep. have some cases that you can implement in your classroom, but there are some examples. I think there is no a recipe and you can use that, you can use coil, you can use a lot of others. So how would you measure or how would you assess your students' intercultural competence and their language proficiency? Because you've mentioned these two ideas. How would you assess them simultaneously? Because it seems quite tricky to do. How would you do it? Well, I have sometimes rubrics to mm-hmm. assess the, for example, the speaking or the reading or when I'm teaching the language, right? Uh, the grammar and other points. But when I talk about these soft skills like intercultural competence, communication or teamwork, I assess them with a survey. I use some scales and they have to ask this survey uh, to see if I think I accomplished the goals of the class. And I have had some good results, but I don't know because, you know, also we apply a focus group once about to measure and to see the difference about students that go abroad and students that they didn't go abroad. Mm-hmm. So, because yeah. I think it's not, you don't have to go abroad to develop an intercultural competence. Very you can true. develop from internationalization at home. That's a good point. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I agree. But it's, it's a still challenging because of course. I think it, it's really hard to measure, 
but I try to do my best. <laughs> we hear so much about immersion, being surrounded by the language, having opportunities and having, you know, as many different stimuli to help you with the language. And obviously that's very restrictive if you're not able to go to that country or you're not able to leave your country. So I, I appreciate the challenge that, that might be in place. So if fellow teachers or fellow educators want to create a more globally inclusive classroom, how could they do that? What advice would you give them? Well, I encourage them to, to send me an email and I can give them some tips, but also uh, they can research for COIL, they can research for internationalization at home. There are some articles. I have had some articles, but unfortunately they are in Spanish. I think the next step is to do it in English because I want that more people read it. But you know, like to publish an article, a scientific article is not easy in, yes. in your own language and also in another is challenging. I understand, yeah, but that's great. Thank you for being so supportive and I will share your email in the description for uh, this episode. So if you do wanna get in touch with Alma, you can do it just by looking in the description. Um, I'll drop the email there for you. Um, Alma, in your opinion, what would you say are the long-term benefits of internationalization for students and teachers? How is this gonna benefit us as teachers? How is it gonna benefit our students? Well, the long-term benefits, I think it will be that they can work with different people from them. Uh, because nowadays in, in higher education institutions, we talk about the importance of soft skills. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we don't notice the importance of this in the classroom. So we, uh, I try them always to tell them that it will help them to work in an international company. Even here in Mexico, we have a lot of uh, automobile uh, industries. Mm -hmm. And the students that they have this knowledge, they are not afraid to interact with others. And also the teachers, if they go to another country to teach, they are open to collaborate. They are more open-minded. They have like, I think it will be these long-term benefits, like yes. to develop intercultural competence, to care about others, to, to be empathic. Amazing. There's a lot of benefits to this and it's really, really lovely to, you know, think about these ways we can help our students more and how we can support them more by creating an environment that is more um, immersive, more inclusive and helps them think outside of the box and helps them think more about the real world around them, not just the community that they live in. So if our listeners would like to find out more about these ideas and connect with you, um, how can they do that, Alma? Well, they can connect with me by my LinkedIn and also uh, with my email address. I'm always open to collaborate, to help uh, people from different parts of the world. I have had a program last year with an Egyptian university, and it was the first time that I have contact with people from other countries that, that they were really different than me. And it has been a, a wonderful experience. And also that we were talking before about uh, to break up the comfort zone, not just mm -hmm. the students, also the teachers. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because I know that it's a lot of planning and a lot of uh, things that you have to do, but I think the satisfaction, the inspiration that the students tell you after this, like when you were my guest, the students were really, and I think now they are really 
motivated to keep going to do something different because you mentioned something very important that if you are teaching um, a doctor, a surgeon, a, a surgeon, so the teachers are taking care of these people that will take care about lives. So exactly. That is the meaningful thing about being a teacher. Yeah, absolutely. I think you know this is this is part of the reason why we why we make the podcast is so teachers can listen, they can feel inspired, they can feel motivated, and they can feel like you know, that they are valued and they do have a huge role to play in society. And I strongly believe that. And I know you do too. Um, and I know your students do as well, Alma. So that was, um, yeah, I think we've covered everything, which is fantastic. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you for sharing these ideas on internationalization and also talking about how we can approach it um, from a teaching perspective and how we can help our students to internationalize a lot more. So thank you so much for your time today, Alma. No, thank you very much for the invitation. Um, really, I was a little nervous. I hope the listeners didn't notice, <laughs> but thank you very so. much. You're welcome. I was thank very you. happy to do it. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Alma, for joining us today and sharing your insight and experience and passion on what was a very interesting and relevant topic. Again, it's really wonderful to hear how it's sometimes very difficult to create an English environment, but Alma was able to do that and tries every day to do that to help her students as much as possible. And you probably have heard in the interview as well, um, I was actually invited to give a guest lecture for her students. And it was wonderful to see how energetic, how enthused and how motivated they were to learn English and also you know, teach and inspire um, English learners in the future as well. So. A really wonderful experience overall and another reason why I love, you know, hosting the podcast and connecting and building community with so many wonderful teachers from all around the world. So that is it for this week. Don't forget before you leave to check out our sponsor, esl-curriculum.com. Start your free two-week trial and you can also go to our website, esl-talk.com. Check out all our previous episodes, 75 plus and counting. And again, don't forget to subscribe. If you're not a subscriber, we have new episodes every Wednesday. So we will see you next Wednesday for a brand new episode. Thank you. See you soon. Bye-bye. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for even more ESL teaching content.